Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. All right, we're going to get rolling this morning. It's good to see everybody. Good morning, good morning. Um, just a couple quick, uh, some of you weren't in here, but did everybody get their books that needed their books? Um, Lindsay, can you, uh, can use this highlighter for, yeah, I'll leave the book in there, and then highlight her, her page thing. All right. So this is how this is going to work. Last, last, or the, the first session was a little bit different. We all met out there, but from here on out for the rest of the sessions, we're going to come together in here, um, and, uh, have a quick word and then we're going to split up into groups and I'll let you know what groups those are, um, after we're done here, but I need a, you guys don't want to listen to me chewing my gum. You do. Oh, that's nice. Yep, we do. All right. How many are enjoying the book? How many are having to take their time (laughs) reading the book? It is powerful. This book is powerful. So take your time. Get all you need to get. Um, I don't, how many of you were at the fall session that we did? And we talked about healing in that one too, but um, I was pointing this out to the gals this morning that um, the second chapter really um, ties in with what we talked about um, in the last, in the fall session, just about truth, knowing who, that God is the healer, not getting confused in your mind, because the, um, sadly there's a lot of confusion about healing in the body of Christ. But we're not going to have that here, are we? We're going to have light and illumination and see and, and, and know the goodness of God and everything that he's provided for us and walk in it. That's what we're purposed to do um, at Faith Family Church and then in the women's ministry. And then um, as you guys go out, knowing those truths and then releasing them to the world around you. Because there's a lot of sick people out there, too. I mean, there's people that are, that are struggling and going through some things. And, and uh, are you not glad that we have the victory, that we've been given everything we need to walk out in victory in our lives in every single area? God is good. You know, he is so smart that he knew every detail that we would come up against in life and gave us a fix for it. Everything, nothing has been left out. There is nothing you will face that won't have an answer, that God doesn't have an answer for, that doesn't already have a victory for that thing. He already holds victory for everything that we face in our life. The trick is, is getting into the word of God, learning how to be led by the Holy Spirit in life, making him a part of your decisions, making him a part of your life, and then continually walking, you know, the scriptures talks about in Proverbs that, um, that uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Sometimes, believe it or not, he'll direct you to do natural things to help your physical body. 
like working out. Dear Jesus, that's a tough one for me, you know? Uh, but, uh, but we can do it because we got the power of the resurrection on the inside of us. And so um, let's pray real quick, and then we're going to jump into this. I believe the Lord gave me a message to share this morning, and I'm excited about it. And it is actually, um, this message is really speaking from a testimony in my own life. So, um, so get ready. This is going to be good. But, Father, we just come before you this morning. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for your spirit that makes things alive. Father, we thank you that um, you're speaking to us today. Lord, we open ourselves up to see truths in the word of God. Lord, we open ourselves up for the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to be illuminated, to see, Lord, so that we can um, just walk in what you've provided for us, Lord. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're going to camp out this morning in Matthew 9. And we're going to start in verse 20. And we've heard a lot of teaching, I'm sure, on the women with the issue of blood. But I will tell you, there are truths in this account of Scripture and, and really down into uh, sight is restored to two blind men that we're going to look at today, but it's all in the same chapter there. There are truths that I have seen to be so, so true in my own life. When you're walking through and believing God for healing and you're standing on the word of God for certain things, um, this, is, this is kind of the title he gave me is that attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. I mean, I don't know, um, you know, that if you're a mother in here, I mean, you deal with your kids. Do you know what I deal with the most? Attitude. <laughs> it's in the nature of the human to have an attitude. But, it's, but it is our, our responsibility to keep the attitude of the resurrection, to keep the attitude of Jesus. And that, it takes work. It takes determination, right? So we're going to look at this, uh, this uh, passage of Scripture, and it talks about, um, and I want to show you two accounts of people who had a press-in and a no-quit attitude. Here's the deal. When you are believing God for something in your life, now we're talking about healing right now, but this could really, this could go for any area of your life. You are going to have to find the word of God on it. You are going to have to remain open to the Holy Spirit to direct you and show you, but you are going to have to press in and be determined that I'm not stopping until I see the fruit of this in my life and the manifestation of this in my life. You have to have that. You have to have, even in the natural world, if you're going to be good at something, what do you have to do? You have to be determined and you have to dig in and you have to study and you have to grow and you have to develop. It is the same way in our relationship with God. We have to be determined and have a pressing attitude. And it's not like, now don't hear this as, if I work enough, God will do something. God has done something already. But what you are pressing through and what you are determined through is all of the stuff the enemy tries to throw in your path on the way to the manifestation. And we're going to look at that. So in Matthew 9, starting in verse 20. 
And suddenly, a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. A few things in this verse. The woman had an issue for 12 years. She had something going on in her body for 12 years. At times, she probably thought, I am going to live with this thing and I'm going to die with this thing. 12 years. She was human. When we read about people and accounts in the word of God, we have to remember that they are human. We wear jeans, they wore robes. We wear boots, they wore sandals. Well, some of us wear sandals still. But they were people just like we are. If they didn't have internet and if they didn't have Google to tell them all the things that were wrong with them, they had a neighbor or a family member or a friend that was feeding them worry. Do you understand? They fought through things just like we do. And the thing about God is, is that, yes, there is, there's things that we're facing that they didn't face. I mean, you know, you look at our, our or not our economy, but our, our um, culture. Thank you. Anna's preaching today. We, we, we look at our culture and we have different things that we deal with than what they did. But listen, God graced them to live in such a time as this, and God has graced us to live in such a time as this. So to think that, no, we just, we can't, we can't press in. We can't be determined because life's just a lot harder now. There's just a lot more things that we have to face. You know, they didn't have this and they didn't have that. No, they had their own things. But God knew that we would live in this day, in this time, with these things and this culture. And so he has graced us, endued us with power from on high to walk through everything that we're facing right now. Man, just that alone should give you just this excitement and hope that, oh man, in my own natural eyes, this looks impossible, but with God... And to those who believe, all things are possible. And there is an answer. And that's a lot of what we talked about in, in um, truth and then, you know, last fall. But also in that second chapter. Listen, there is a hope. There is an answer. And we need to have determination to get that answer. Not, not that it's, it's here, but when I say get, I mean Get. You get that answer. You know that answer. You don't just know what it says. You don't just know the right thing to say at the right time. But you know, without a shadow of a doubt, on the, uh, from right here, from this relationship, God is my healer. I had to get to that place. I knew it. I mean, I had knowledge of it. I had heard the scripture. I've read the scripture over and over and over again, but I had to get it so in my knower that nobody could change my knower. Nothing I saw could change my knower. Nothing I felt in the physical could change my knower. Okay? 
So in verse 12, or in verse 20, the other thing I noticed is nothing, now you got to understand this, nothing is too far progressed for God. There is not a, such a thing as too much decay. There's not such a thing as, as too much damage. There's no such thing as too much loss. Nothing is too far gone for God. This woman dealt with this for 12 years. How many think that if you have a flow and an issue of blood like that, you're going to be a little weak after 12 years of dealing with that? All right? Because the scripture says in Luke 137, nothing is impossible, or for with God, all things are possible. Um, And then Mark 23, you can look these up, says the Lord, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. So, so if you are having any sense of doubt, listen, it's okay to ask God to help you. Help your unbelief. Lord, show me, show me in your word. But do you know that even going to him and asking that question and then, and then walking down that path takes determination because God does not come down and make you read and make you feed and make you say and make you think and all these things. He doesn't do that. So there's this ounce, there's this determination. There's this press in attitude that we have to have in our relationship with God. Cause how many know when you sit down to read your word or to spend time with the Lord, like 50 things instantly. The other day I, I, I sat down And I had just this image of me throwing my phone (laughs) across the room. Not because anybody was really bugging me, but but I found myself just, okay, what's going on? What's going on? You know, what's, oh, there's a noise. There's a buzz. What's going on? What's going on? Throwing it. You have, see, determination will cause you to move the distractions and cause you to lay those aside. It cause you to push toward what you're going after. It will cause you to um, to uh, take drastic measures to get your answers. I was talking to my sister the other day. She said, "Yeah, we're really thinking about going to dumb phones again. You know, getting rid of the smartphones. Going to the you know, if you have a dumb phone." We look up to you. <laughs> Your life is simple. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of good things that come from smartphones, but, but uh, sometimes it's just too much. All right, in verse 20, see, the other thing is this woman was determined she had a press-in attitude. She came from behind and touched the hem of his garment, it says. So in many places in the Gospels, um, it talks about great crowds, large crowds, multitudes. So we don't know how many people were actually there when she was pressing on. But, um, uh, but we do know that a lot of, I mean, how many accounts where Jesus fed 5,000? One time he fed 4,000. Sometimes he had to go to the boat because people were pressing in on him. I mean, crowds of people followed Jesus. So we can safely assume that when, um, when she pressed in, that there was stuff that she had to press through. She was determined. I'm getting my healing no matter what it takes. <clears throat> I feel weak in my body, 
but I know my healing is right there. This, this is uncomfortable, but my healing's right there. It would be easier to have stayed in bed today, but my healing is right there. It's right there. She knew. In Mark 3, it talks about he healed many as many had, who had afflictions pressed about him to touch him, pushed forward. So basically what I'm trying to show you is every time Jesus was out, people were pressing him. So a woman with 12 years and a weak body of a sickness, you better believe she had some determination. She had determination. In 21, it says, um, let's read 21. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. First of all, where was the idea birthed in her that if she could touch his garment, she would be healed? Think about this. She heard it. She maybe saw it. She maybe had a buddy come home and say, you know, um, look at me. Look at Jesus did. Look at, I'm healed. Look at, I'm walking. She maybe saw, you know, and I think um, they actually, if, if you were, that was considered unclean, they were the outside of the city. So whatever, wherever she was, that word got to her. And when she heard the word of the Lord, what did she do? When did her faith begin? As soon as she heard the word, faith started growing. And I believe it says here, it says she said within herself, if I could just touch his garment, I will be made well. I believe she was continually saying that to herself. Because listen, when you're having to be determined and press through things and press through pain and press through, I mean, think about what she had to push through. I have it here. She had to press through her own natural weakness. She had to press through what she was hearing from the people around her. Listen, she was unclean. She was not supposed to be there. So she had to press through fear for her life. She had to press through, uh, you, I mean, you better believe fear was talking to her. But what did she hold in her mind? Where was her faith and her determination to connect it. It was connected to the word of God. That she had heard and held on to. And said it, and kept saying to herself. If I could just touch his garment. If I could just touch his garment. Later on in the scripture it talks about. As many as touched his garment were healed. Where do you think they got that idea? They probably heard about the woman that touched his garment. And then that word spread. Man if you could just get. Just, you don't even need to talk to him. Just touch his garment. Just the very edge, the fringe of it. And you'll be healed. See, her faith started in hearing a word. Our faith for anything we are believing God for must start in the word. It must start in the word and in the promise. It must start there. So her faith propelled her. 
through what she was feeling, through what she was hearing, through what she was um, uh, maybe even thoughts that were coming. You shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be here. Uh, Doubt. She was determined to press through it all and touch the hem of his garment. Verse 21. Oh, that's what we were talking about. We are there. So she said to herself, she had a no-quit attitude and a determined attitude in her mouth and in her mind. She was saying and she was meditating on, if I could just touch, I'll be healed. If I can just touch. Do you know that the word of God will carry you through the tough things Do you know that in things in my life, what has gotten me through really tough situations, whether it be in my marriage, whether it be in my body, whether it be in in, um, planting a church, whether it be in any of this, it's the word of God saying, God, this is what your word says. I heard it. And I choose to meditate and speak that. And I'm determined to go there and go that direction. Because your word says so, the promise says so, which means that, guys, ladies, not guys. That's Montana English. Hey, guys. (laughs) Ladies. Now I lost my train of thought. I'll get it. You just wait. I'm determined. I'm going to get it. So where was, so the idea was birthed in her on something she heard. So, um, this is where you, you know, you have to be careful on what you allow yourself to listen to and meditate on. And this is why, listen, I am not against anything natural. God has led me to do natural things in my life to help my physical body. I believe he does that by the leading of the Holy Spirit. But if you get yourself lost in Google on your situation, it is a never-ending pit of despair (laughs) and doubt and unbelief and fear. So be determined to keep the word of God in your mouth and in your mind. See, we have to be determined to outweigh the lie with the truth. And we talked about truth last. If you didn't hear some of those, we'll put some of those up on the, on the website from last fall. But, but, um, um, but in verse 22, we're going to go to that next. It says, but Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Her faith. Her determination made her well. I don't even know how long her journey was from the time that she heard the word and got to her healing. I have no idea how far or how long that was. But the point is, is that when you are believing God for healing and you don't see in the natural and you don't feel in the natural yet, that does not mean that the promise is not working in your life. We have got to be determined 
and press in and not let go of what God says. I can't, I mean, do you, do you know if, if we could see it even in our own lives, but how many times we were this close to the manifestation, we were this close to getting to that hymn, the manifestation, and we let the things around us take us off, take our focus off, and we started focusing on everything around, everything that was going on, the, the thoughts of the enemy, the, the, well, I've been, I have been fighting this thing for 12 years. I have been fighting this thing for a year. I don't think it has to take that long. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is don't give up, but be open to hear the spirit of God. Like the verse I shared at the beginning, acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. There are in this past year, a lot of things that God directed me in to do while I am holding fast to the word of God for healing. Do you know what some of that stuff was? It's inner stuff. You know the stuff you don't want to touch? The hurts that you, you don't want to even, you know, when you, when, you, when you mess with a wound, it just festers. <laughs> it hurts. A lot of it has been that. A lot of it has been, how do you adjust this in your life? It's hurting you. It's been, you need to get rid of this offense. It's hurting you. You need to get rid of this hurt. It's hurting you. You need to be more patient. It's hurting you when you're not. It's hurting you. These have been a lot of the things. And then he's thrown in some natural things. Don't drink diet soda. Okay. Everybody says amen not good for you exercise be in shape be healthy don't eat a bunch of garbage you know i mean there's natural things that god has spoken to me but listen you can do all the natural things in the world but if you do not get the inside fixed and allow god to heal those areas you won't have your full healing and manifestation you see, God doesn't want to point out those things in our lives just to point them out and make us hurt even more. He wants to point those things out so that he can fully come in and heal them and restore them so that we can be more healthy and have more joy and walk in peace. So he said to her, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you Whole. Your faith has healed you. Her faith began at hearing the word of the Lord. It could have been on the street outside the city from a friend. We don't really know when she first heard. She continued to build on it and meditate on it. She had to have, um, she had to have, or she would have never made it through the journey that God, that got her to the place of complete restoration in her natural physical body. From the time she heard until the time she was without symptoms, she walked through some stuff that required a no-quit attitude. I'm going to press on. I'm not stopping. 
as her, hum, as her being a human just like we are, just like I am, I know that she would have had to keep this in her mind, the word that she had heard, if only I can touch, I will be healed. She kept it there. Another example of this, and we're going to do this one real quick, and then we're going to break out into our groups, is in verse 27. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. What in the world? How do two blind men follow Jesus around and say this, first of all? I mean, can you imagine what they had to push through to do that? You know, I mean... How'd they do that? I don't know. I just answered my own question. I don't know. And when he had come into the house, Jesus went into the house where he was staying. The blind men came to him. They followed him to the house. What a sight to see. Could you imagine the people around? What are you doing? You know, who knows? They're maybe fumbling around. I don't know how this is happening or how this goes down, but two blind men are following him. And then follow him into, they were determined. Do you think it's easy if you cannot see to follow somebody and follow them to the house? I mean, maybe they had friends helping them. I have no idea. But the point is, is they knew. They had heard, and we're going to see where they heard. This is awesome. They were yelling out, son of David, have mercy on me. Do you know what son of David means? That they had heard the prophet Isaiah speaking of a savior, of the Messiah that was coming. The son of David that was coming. They had heard about that. Maybe their grandparents taught it to them. Maybe their their parents. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe they heard somebody talking about it, but they had heard. This is the one that Isaiah the prophet talked about one, two, three times. You can go look it up. Isaiah 29, 18. Isaiah 35, 5 and 6. And 42, 7. They had heard Messiah's coming. Can you imagine the day that they heard even just this, just all they needed to hear was one thing. You know, someone got healed by a man. Can you imagine them hearing what's happening around the town, around the city, around the the countryside, around all these places? Can you imagine the faith that began to grow in their heart from a word that they had heard from the prophet Isaiah through learning the scripture that Messiah is coming. And in those verses, he talks about he's going to restore sight to the blind. Can you imagine? They had heard a word and held on to it and didn't let go. I don't know how old these men were, but maybe they were in their 30s and 40s. And for all these years... There's a Messiah coming, and he heals the blind. There's a Messiah coming, and he heals the blind. And then here this happens where they start to hear that a Messiah is here, and he's healing the blind. He's recovering sight to the blind. Don't you think they had had some determination? There's our answer. We're getting it, and we're not stopping until we do. 
They took the word of Isaiah as truth and they never let it go. They never let it go. It says in verse 28, and, he, and when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him and said, and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord, we sure are. Find a scripture that talks about healing and tell out loud, say to God, I believe that you are my healer according to this word. And I'm not letting go. I'm determined because this is truth. Jesus asked them, do you believe? See, you will be presented with the question at some point. Your faith will be challenged. When your body is still in pain, the question will come, do you believe? When, some, when a doctor gives you um, something that doesn't sound very nice, will you believe? You're going to be challenged with this. But how many know the woman with the issue of blood and the two blind men probably had people speaking in their ear. And they definitely had symptoms in their body that spoke contrary to what they believed in their heart and held fast to. Verse 29, and he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. According to your faith. The Passion Translation says it this way. You will have what your faith expects. If your faith is weak, your expectancy from God will be weak. And when that is weak, your determination, your no-quit attitude will be weak. Because in your situation, you will have no hope. Be determined to strengthen your faith and press on and hold fast to the word of God and don't let go. And it's not going to feel good all the time. And you're not going to feel like doing it all the time. But I will tell you, God's word is truth. He cannot tell a lie. And as you are believing God and walking this journey of seeing the manifestation of your healing, first of all, believe that he's already purchased it for you, okay? But as you're going to see, the, see and feel the manifestation of it, you better believe that you're going to have to hold fast to the truth and the word of God to get to where you want to go. I promise you that will happen. <laughs> you're going to have to. So I see a bunch of determined women in here. We are women that stick to it. We don't quit. We keep going forward. We're women that we know what the word of God says. We know who we are in Christ. And if we don't fully, we're learning and growing in it. And we're going to see manifestation in our life because we are in relationship with God. And he's able to speak to us and speak to our heart and teach us and help us to grow. God is good. And he always leads us into victory and triumph. He's the one that won it for us. He's the one that will show us how to get to that place. <laughs> okay? He's so good. All right. So we're going to um, separate out into our groups. And so you can grab a coffee on your way. Uh, we've got about 40 minutes in groups. That's a great amount of time. So group one, 
is going to, excuse me, be out in the fellowship area. There's chairs set up there. And if you're not on a group, if I don't call your name, just come and see me and I'll get you on one. But this will be uh, Leah and Jody. We'll be out there. We've got Jan Barnt, Debbie Erlocker. Is that somebody's friend? Debbie, Ur- I've never met her. Okay. Donna Kleinsaucer, Bree Haskins, Brenna Sutherland, Dolly Krug, Carol Havig, Debbie Patterson, Donnie McCarthy, Tracy Kanoski, Glenda Wilson, and Roxy Schilling back there outside. You guys can go to your class or to your group. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to do door prizes. Never mind. Sit down. I don't know where that. I'll keep reading off the groups. You go get the names. That'd be great. All right. And then group two, which will be right here. Oh, they're on the seat. All right. So then group two is going to be right here, and it's going to be Lindsay and myself, and we'll put chairs around. Lori Hammond, Pamela Conley, Mary Mudrow, Luann Lavold. Christy Miller, Susan Havener, Jessica Meeks, Kyla Bauer, Christina Durand, Whitney West, and Ann Beeler. We're going to have a small group today. Everybody get that? Oh, that one. I put yours as Smith Havener. All right, and then uh, group three is going to be in that back circle back there, and this will be Marianne and Tia. Debbie. Prue, Patty Smith, Kathy Dunn, Wanda Lavold, Suzanne Seppala, Ann McFarlane, Barb Bagantos, I think is how you say that. Bagantos. Um, Sheila Ryan, Susan Smith Havener, Deborah First, Lori Berry, and Carla Lamb. So, uh, Marianne, I don't think you have a group yet. Okay, you can join out in the fellowship hall. I'm going to put you down. You're in Leah and Jody. And then, um, Pam, I don't think you have a group. You can go with your mom in the same group as your mom. If you want to be where your baby is. She's a good grandma. She loves that baby. All right. So the first one is this one. And it goes to Miss Tia. Everybody, this is Tia. She's not a new person. She just has a hat on today. <laughs> Lindsay, you want to grab this one? Yep. Patty Smith, you get to take the flowers home. Yay, so you can grab them whenever you're ready. All right, ladies, we are good. We've got about 37 minutes in our group. We'll break at 1130. And uh, remember, share, man, what God is telling you when you're reading this book. I mean, he is imparting things to you, and we want to hear it. So, Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.